If you're tuning in, welcome to Stage Dives, the new pro- podcast brought to you by Smack Media out of Toronto, Canada, that plans to give you our favorite enter- favorite stories in the entertainment world, plus the best concerts in the city and beyond to give you a deep dive on our favorite artists. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to visit our website at smackmedia.ca where you can find new content and readables from our three-year archive, which means listicles, think pieces, features on classic albums, cool stuff we saw on the internet, the whole shebang. Hey, if you like news, make sure you follow us on Instagram and tap our story daily for a rundown of the best stories updated often. Click on the links to visit our website, which features a scrolling aggregate of those exact stories that link out to the original articles. You can find our Instagram handle at Smack Media. On today's episode, recorded on March 28th, we're going to be breaking down the Academy Awards. And with it comes our one and only rule. Keep your wife's name out your fucking mouth <laughs> coming right up on stage dives wow dude it was a gi jane joke i'm going to Everyone, we're talking about a very outrageous Oscars, and in my opinion, a condescending Oscars and a lackluster Oscars as well. But we'll see if we can come to a conclusion on the ceremony between me and our three very special guests. I'm joined by my co-host Jared Marshall on a very special pod, one finally dissecting a show that everyone got to attend. Jared, say hello. Hello. we're also joined by some very special guests in the theater and cinema worlds. First, she's a senior editor at Intermission Magazine and a president of the Canadian Theater Critics Association, Ashlyn Murphy, or as I call her, Eisling. <laughs> Welcome, Ashlyn. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Thank you very much for being here. We've also got an entrepreneur, movie critic, South by Southwest export and founder of The Underseen, Mr. Andreas Guzman. Andreas, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, normally, we do concerts here, but uh, what else is the Oscars besides a half pageant, half concert, half WWE SmackDown? Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> re- 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 remember when it used to be about movies? Maybe I'm Sometimes. a little older than you folks. Trust me, we're going to be getting into that. Uh, but I think the classy thing to do is save Slapgate for a bit later and talk about the ceremony and something not many people are talking about right now, the films. Uh, Andre- <laughs> Andreas, I'm going to start with you. What did you think of the Oscars last night? I mean, we don't want to talk about the slap just yet, but I feel like after that, it just sort of went downhill. Like n- There was no real recovery, but for the most part... It felt like an average year, not much that really mm-hmm. I loved or or really hated more than any other year. Nothing. It, it, it sucks that it feels like that's one of the most memorable parts of the night, but it ends up being that not just because of what happened. A hundred percent. Ashlyn, do you want to give us your opinion? Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't have the Oscars ever not been boring. Like once we answer that, I think we can, you know, establish the fact that it was super boring. Aside from the slap, I, I wasn't particularly captivated, um, despite having seen like a fair chunk of the films as well. Like it's not that it didn't pertain to my interests or viewing history. I just found it rather dull. It's a lot of very rich people doing very rich people things, and it's never not that. So, you know. 
Jared, I already know how you feel. <laughs> I, I mean, Andreas Nashling really said it all. I it it aside from Slapgate, which admittedly kind of crazy. Uh, but aside from that, it was pretty much par for the course. Uh, I don't know. It, it nominate Spider-Man. <laughs> but Pete Davidson is host. I don't know. Do something interesting. It, it, there was nothing interesting. At Slapgate was so much of an interference. I started this pod brief up by telling everybody that we should save it for later. And we've all already mentioned it like 19 times. Yeah, but how do you not? Like, how that's the not? problem. This is how. <laughs> That the controversy going into the Oscars was a completely different one that now feels like a freaking footnote. And it's that eight of the technical awards were not going to be televised this year. And I honestly, that's what really hurt me about this Oscars is that if anything, and yes, you guys are 100% right. The Oscars is rich people doing rich things. You can't even really see them with the new layout sitting next to each other. They're all sitting at these little tables, which I thought was really stupid as well. Uh, but I, I, if anything, I can defend watching it every year by saying that good work deserves to be recognized, maybe by a thankless award, maybe by a person who spent hours and hours and hours editing a movie, can go up on a, up on a stage now after a montage is shown. But we don't even really get that. Is any, was anybody down... Was anybody down for not televising the technicals? So I have an opinion on this. If it had been any shorter than normal, I kind of would have gotten it. Because the thing is, like, obviously you want everything to be televised. You want everyone to get equal um, screen time for what are theoretically equal awards. I get that. But when you cut them, but then also don't make the ceremony any shorter, what's the point? What's the point? It still felt endless. Jared, it, yeah, it, it ran on for ten hours. Um, uh, <laughs> okay, embellishing, but yes, uh, and 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 still, you cut awards, and you're still not giving. You give the director of Drive My Car like thirty seconds to talk. <laughs> Travis uh, Barker it, just comes in with the freaking sixteen hat solo. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's ridiculous. It, it, it makes no sense. I. I I don't understand what they were trying to accomplish. I was actually, I had a timer and I was keeping time to really see the shortened versions of the awards. What made the ceremony documentary short received 17 seconds total for like, like that's not enough to promote a movie. Uh, wow. Uh, uh, visual effects, 36 seconds. The worst one was editing, which got, which is an incredibly consequential award. It's difficult to win in the best picture without editing. The movies are built in the editing room and that got 19 seconds for five nominations to be shown. How do you, how can somebody at home tell if a movie was well edited when they're only showing four seconds of each clip? It's not enough to exemplify. Now, there is an argument for it, and it's that it's that they still win the award. They get to hold the gold. Uh, you know, Andreas, are you quite into the Oscars? Do you know your stuff when it comes to winners and whatnot? I know a few. Like, I think so more than the average person. Okay, I think yeah, more than the average person. But I would never call myself like an Oscar expert. That's going to be able to like pull random facts from like the nineties or or. And you're, stuff like that. You're the perfect specimen for my question here. Who won Sick. best doc- who won best documentary short in 2012? 
I don't have no idea. <laughs> there we go. And nobody at this table would, right? So, so right. Well, do we really need to televise this? Do we really, you know what I mean? Like, like, do we really? And like, so that was sort of my devil's advocate argument going into this until I realized the ceremony was still three hours and 42 minutes. <laughs> of what? <laughs> of what? It's the, of, of, of an Academy Museum commercial, <laughs> which is made out. Oh, anybody, did everybody see that part? Did anybody enjoy that part? Uh, no. I enjoyed it. Like every once in a while, there was a decent joke that was meaner than the others that I was like, huh, that's good. But like if you told me that I could have watched the Oscars without it, I would have been like, yeah, let's do that instead. Do you want to go to the museum? I do. Oh, so that might be part of it. OK, so maybe they did do a good job on that. But I also to, like I wanted to go before that scene. Right. So it wasn't like that scene sold me on it either. Um, so I think that's part of it. Like, that's just me wanting to go to go, not not like being a part of what they're trying to pr- uh, promote. You'd have gone anyways. You'd have gone anyways. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Jared, you watched the whole ceremony. What's your I mean, I, we were talking about this in the weeks leading about how it's pretty egregious that they've cut some of the really consequential technical awards of getting a movie made. Uh, where do you stand now? Do you think that we could have made some time for it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, and I'm sorry, I, I just I don't have any profound thoughts on the matter. I just think that it was an egregious decision. Um, you're taking away opportunities for people to be recognized for the hard, often thankless work, as you said. And I just think it's, 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 it's absurd. But we can make time for DJ Khaled to run up oh. on the stage and do whatever he did what the fuck was that you know next time dj Khaled runs up on the stage for an award i want will smith to run on the stage and punch him in the face (laughs) honestly i like i think dj Khaled's overdue for a punch in the face frankly a few a few punches in the face a few punches in the face like i i i was ready to sock dj Khaled after he threw all that shade at Tyler for beating him on the billboard when Igor came out. (laughs) Fuck DJ Khaled. (laughs) And just like to that end as well, if DJ Khaled is one of these people that they've brought into the Oscars to bring in a younger viewing audience, do any of you know anyone under the age of 30 who doesn't despise that man? Like, fuck (laughs) DJ Khaled. No one likes DJ Khaled. Like, he's not making me watch the Oscars. Far from it, in fact. Honestly, on that note, like I saw DJ Khaled there. We saw BTS there. Sean Mendez, Megan The Stallion. Like, is this the Grammys or the fucking Oscars? No, number number one. Number two. I don't know if this is the best way to pull the youth vote. Number three. Seeing Tony Hawk, Kelly Slater, and Sean White really felt like there was an older producer being like, "Hey, uh, the kid, the kids like Bart Simpson still. Hey, eh? they, they they like the skateboards and the rollerblades and the snowboarding, right? Because." None of those people really have anything to do with cinema or movies, right? None whatsoever. Um, I know Tony Hawk just had like a documentary come out about him, but other than that, even then, like I wouldn't. They didn't even talk about it or promote it, so there's there's still no correlation to it. And Ashley, you were very uh, passionate about Rachel Zegler potentially not coming to the ceremony, and after watching last night. And seeing the inclusion of the non-cinema people versus a classic Oscars musical format, 
not inviting the star for whatever reason. Do you want to give us a minute, minute and a half on your thoughts on that? Oh my God. I have so many thoughts on that. I have been a Rachel Zegler stan for years. Like I, I, like I was a fan of hers before she got cast in West Side Story. I followed her through the filming process. I have loved her forever. Huge stan. Um, so when I saw that she didn't get invited to the Oscars, I'm like, is this like a racist thing? Is this fact that she's very outspoken online? Like what's, like what's happening there? Um, so when she finally got to show up and she got to present with Jacob Elordi uh, and they had their little moments backstage, she had every right to make a little dig at the Oscars. Like that's her moment to do so. And she also got a plus one, which I really appreciated because she mm. gave it to Chino from West Side Story, Ooh. who is her real life boyfriend. So oh, wow. Wow. be cute, be cute. And West Side Story came out with, I believe, one or two awards, maybe just one for our Ariana DeBose. Did you guys catch that? I think just one. I feel like just that movie is going to get swept under the rug. Uh, does anybody want to just sort of campaign for it right now and say it, that it really was uh, a, a, an achievement? Because I, I missed it. I'm, I'm, I'm 1964 West Side Story all the way in a way. Uh, why should I go and watch West Side Story? I feel like I'm probably the default person to answer this. <laughs> Theater. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of care has been taken into making the remake. I think that hiring Tony Kushner to do the screenplay means that there's fidelity not only to the original story, but to the original form. So it translates really well from um, earlier film and then stage to new film. The cast is incredible. The direction is beautiful. The colors are amazing. Like it's genuinely a solid piece of filmmaking and while i don't necessarily think it should have won anything this year in the categories it was in i do find it unfortunate a that its theatrical release was as delayed as it was but then also as kind of just yeah like you said forgotten that it's gonna be very interesting jared can i can i can i interject for two seconds it's actually not for my own thoughts uh i just know that we have and uh active West Side Story hater in the chat and I would uh I would like I would like to hear the uh, counterpoints to uh the gushing we just heard from Ashling. Andreas, do you want to give us a couple minutes on West Side Story? We'll give you okay. 30 seconds. <laughs> okay, my bad. I don't want to say I'm a hater. I just I got to be honest, I watched it. I got about halfway through and I had to call it a night. I was <gasps> tired, but I also just hadn't but not had any interest in the last two weeks to go back and finish it. Um, there was a lot of it that I love. I love obviously Spielberg. There, I, I was texting Jared about the America sequence that I adored. I thought it was perfection, Amazing. but every other part of it, I was like, all right, cool. Like, this is fine. Um, I'm someone who uh, love even moments of ready player one, surprisingly. And the <laughs> oh. post, but so for me to sort of hear as the ongoing comment was that Spielberg is no longer just sleepwalking through his movies and he was actually trying, <laughs> you know, and again, I love the post and Ready Player One and other things that he's been doing, but you can tell that there wasn't that same care and like for the, some of the other films, I'm not like so, at some points, right? And I can tell that West Side Story was trying a lot. I ju it just never clicked for me. And I wanted it to. I was so excited to see it. I was so happy to like finally press play. And then halfway through and I was like, 
man, I'm bored. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, I mean, that's that's a fair take. I'd have to see the movie to be able to tell you. You've seen the original, though, I'm telling you, right? I've seen it a few times. I saw it on film at the like the light box. And it, that, is that was the first time I'd seen it. One of the cinematic my- experiences, like one of the great cinematic experiences. Uh, that, that, that sort of transitions us to another snub, another uh, movie that people would have called a great theater experience, great movie experiences. Dune getting all the technicals and not even getting a nomination for Denny Villeneuve. How does that work? How does everybody win and Villeneuve not even get nominated? And in fact, he's only been nominated once before, and that was for Arrival. Far from his best film. Jared, you're a, you're a Villeneuve stan. Can you defend him not being nominated for director? How does that, that even make sense of that? I actually think Arrival is in his top three films, personally, but that's just uh, my opinion. Uh, same. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I'm you, Andres. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think Denis the best. I think he's a modern master. Actually, watching Dune and West Side Story in pretty close succession, uh, I kind of appreciated them for the same reasons. Both, you're getting two masters, one a modern master and one a bona fide classic. And they're taking two of the most famous texts from like the post-war era and absolutely just bending them to its will. Uh, Dune could have been a huge action blockbuster. It could have been the new Star Wars. And Denis Villeneuve just Villeneuve the fuck out of it. Yeah. It's, 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 so, it's such a slow burn. I, I don't know how it made as much money as it did with how slow it is. I guess people were just in for it. Maybe it was the Zendaya effects. Uh but I just I think I think it's great, and I think he's very underappreciated by the Oscars, and I hope he has his day in the sun. I wanted to bring up Nightmare Alley and just the idea of a genre film being nominated or winning. I know that you're really waiting to get your your opinions out of that because you loved it, Jared. But I adored it. I can't help but think here. I mean, Dune might be the one exception, but West Side Story, Coda, Power of the Dog, Drive My Car. There used to be a time where you would have seen the movies long before the nominations were announced. I'm pretty big on the Oscars, and I, I, I wasn't really old enough to see them transpire in the 90s. I certainly was old enough to see the transpire in the 2000s. But like, it used to be like Goodwill Hunting, Saving Private Ryan, Titanic, The Fugitive, Schindler's List, Shawshank Redemption, Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump, Shakespeare in Love movies that put asses in seats you know what i mean and i feel like now it's okay i'm gonna tune out for the whole year i'm gonna watch this kind of shit show ceremony maybe absorb a few clips and then me and my wife are gonna go you know what they're showing that in the theater and the the clips look really good that is i think such a big part of why people aren't watching these awards because and jared tell me this i'm one of the very very few people who who didn't watch spider-man was Spider-Man mm-hmm. one of the 10 best films of the year? Mm, maybe. Maybe. It's definitely American nom- films. Do you think it should have been nominated for the Academy Award for Best Picture? Over, say, Don't Look Up. I'm not going to say that it should have been nominated, but here's the thing, and what you're talking about, the state of movies are so different now than it was when Miramax was running the show and Goodwill Hunting was nominated for Best Picture. It seems that the point of the nominations is less about recognizing greatness and more about appealing to as many demographics as possible. And on that note, 
why the fuck didn't you nominate Spider-Man? If you're trying to appeal to everyone, Spider-Man is like the obvious choice, or or Shang Chi for that record. So, uh, like like a Marvel movie. Easy. Uh, I don't think either of them should have got it. <laughs> Sorry, no, what was that, Andres? Yeah, I don't think either of them should have got it. I mean, I think Black Panther was was that nominated for Best Picture? Or no, was it just nominated? No for Marvel it was, movie. It was no, no, it was. was it? Was it? Yes, it was. Dear Lord, one hundred percent was. Dear what? Black I Panther can't... felt like a movement. So when that got nominated to me, it made sense. Did I think it had any chance in winning Best Picture? Fuck no, never. Of course not. But um, I do not think that Spider-Man was close to one of the 10 best films of the year. Um, I did not watch Don't Look Up, but I can guarantee you it's a better made film. Sorry, Adam McKay. Not really sorry. But uh, that being said, would I rather have seen it replace that? Maybe. But then I still think that they are just trying to appeal to people that they shouldn't be trying to appeal to. Mm-hmm. I would not have been happy if Spider-Man was nominated and as Best Picture. That's that's totally fair. I'm not, I'm not even sure if I wanted it nominated. I'm just saying that with the current like modem operandum, I I'm mispronouncing that term horribly. Uh, but Mo with dust. the <laughs> what? Sorry, what was that? It's modus. Modus. My bad. You're good. Uh, with the current agenda of the Academy, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I pulled numbers on a morning consult survey uh, released just a few days before the Oscars and 66% of 45,000 respondents said that they had even heard of West Side Story. 54% said the same about Dune. 22% of the same respondents had seen the entirety of Don't Look Up, followed by 19% who saw Dune, 16% who saw West Side Story, and 4% who who saw Belfast. There seems to be a serious disconnect between the movies that people actually want to see, the movies that actually move people, and the ones that make the Oscars. Uh, Ashlyn, did you see Coda? I did see Coda. Uh, Yeah, so this kind of leads me to something I'm interested in. I mean, Coda has made history for a lot of reasons, but the fact that it's on Apple TV is like a big one, I think. Like, I really think the way that we're consuming movies, be it because of the pandemic, be it because of advances in technology, whatever. Like, yeah, people aren't necessarily going to the cinema as much, but I think streaming has so fundamentally changed how we take in our media. And the fact that uh, places like Netflix aren't required to report their viewership, I think is really telling. Like, I have no idea how many people watched Coda, nor do Mm -hmm. I think we'll find out to that end. Like, I'm glad it won. I'm, you know, very happy for the deaf community and for what it means for representation moving forward. That's it. As far as being a film, it's not great. (laughs) Oh, thank you for fucking. So I I got a text this morning that said (laughs) it was a steaming pile of shit. And I was like, oh, that's funny because I heard it was a streaming pile of shit. Uh, (laughs) What what didn't work for you, Ashlyn? It's very saccharine. It's very saccharine. Like, I love a Lifetime movie as much as the next person. Some of my favorite (laughs) movies are Lifetime movies. I love Hallmark movies, and I love a Disney Channel original. I do. But when I'm watching one, and it's, like, very family-centric, and she's applying to music school, and I'm so sorry for the spoiler, but, like, she gets into music school. Wow. Like... (laughs) 
Ooh. Like it's very heartwarming. And if you go into it knowing that it's going to be a feel good movie, you will enjoy it. If you go into it thinking that it's going to be like an auteur film, that's not what it is. I, I don't know how I feel about it winning best picture, but it definitely did. And I'm glad that a lot of people will feel both seen and perhaps uplifted by it. And that's great. Cadet Kelly was robbed. I know, right? <laughs> um, thank you so much for that because I have not seen it. And uh, now I know what to save my time. I don't know. Jared, are you going to watch it? it? Oh, Andreas, please. Did you thought it was a good win? Okay. Well, maybe let's not put those words in my mouth just yet. <laughs> but I like the movie because I saw it at... Uh, I was able to cover Sundance last year. So I was there virtually for the premiere. Um, and I remember the Q&A being very emotional, people being very, like, responding positively to it. And it ended up winning, you know, their audience award that year, whatever the jury prize is that the, it's named. And then it just sort of was, from Sundance on, positive responses until about a few months ago where people started comparing it to Disney Channel original movies. And I don't... I see it a little, not entirely. I do think it's way better than any of those. I do see have a lot of issues with some of them. Don't give me that look <laughs> as I'm saying it. But um, I thought it's cute. Does it deserve Best Picture? Probably not. It deserves it more than some of the other nominees. So there's that. Um, I'm happy with the win at the end of the day. Like, I feel bad for just shitting on this movie now. And I did, like, Troy Kotzer's win is Hundo P deserved. He is the anchor in that movie. I was going to ask. I, like, you don't have a movie without him, frankly, I don't think. Um, did it, was it better than Belfast? Was it better than West Side Story? You know, I can't. I haven't seen that, Belfast, but. but I've seen Coda twice. I have not seen West Side Story once. So. <laughs> Jared, who, 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 if not Coda, who deserves it? Who's and and remember, like, let's talk about the Oscars as not the best film of the year, but the defining film of the year, the one that defines the ideology of now. I think Coda's a great choice. I mean, I haven't seen Coda, but once again, some, some, sometimes. How do you, how, no, how do you no, make no, that decision? How do you make that decision without seeing? I'll it? explain. <laughs> I'll explain. Give me a second. Give me a moment. Let me, let me let me let me show you my approach. Uh, I I think that sometimes, and maybe this is wrong. I mean, it it should. I'm, I'm digging a hole for myself now. Uh, <laughs> we'll give you the shovel. Gotta climb out. Pull a I'm gonna climb. <laughs> what? Oh God! Please no. Um, no. The 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 sentiment of it of it winning. I don't know. I don't know. I mean. I, the Shape of Water did a lot of things that it feels that Coda has kind of. I this isn't a good take. I, I I'm I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of net. <laughs> this is bad. No 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 no. I, I okay okay aside <laughs> because you haven't seen Coda, so we'll exclude you from that discussion. I we'll exclude from Coda. I, I I shouldn't speak to a film that I haven't seen. But thank you. I pre- and it's no problem. And I'm not going to edit this out. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> if if you had if they gave you a ballot and let's just say Coda wasn't in the running, who would you vote for? Just with my heart? Well, I mean, the what are the films you've seen? 
Like, what would be your pick? My, my heart is saying Nightmare Alley. Great. Tell us, tell us why, because that's, I think that was Sean Fantasy's favorite as well. I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly why Nightmare Alley is my favorite. And it's, uh, I'm going to bring up a story, a family story. Every April Fool's Day, my father will look at my younger brother, Connor, and he will say, Connor, I'm going to trick you. And then Connor would look at him and be like, no, you're not. And then later on the day, my dad would prank him every year. And that's kind of how I felt watching Nightmare Alley, because it's like, I'm familiar with noir cinema. I know the tropes. I know the tricks. And I go into it, and Guillermo del Toro is being pretty transparent about where this film is going to take me. And somehow, the blinders come on, and I just went through this insane ride this beautiful circular structure, which I won't spoil for anyone who hasn't seen it. It just, it did everything that I want a film to do to me. I just felt completely transported the whole way through. And even though it was kind of like a standard noir, um, Del Toro still manages to kind of make it feel supernatural and bring the occult into it, even though it's not actually there. And I don't know. I just think it's amazing. I think it's an amazing film. Got nothing. Came home empty. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And Bradley Cooper gives such an amazing performance. I don't think he should have won Best Actor, but he's he kills it. Now, just to show you the difference in ethics and standards that I have versus the good boy Jared over here, I wanted Don't Look Up to win. <laughs> How dare you? And why is that? I haven't seen it. <laughs> I've only heard terrible things about it. But me and my partner, Ian Pickett, had money on it because we had the distinct feeling that the Oscars is so goddamn out of touch that they would even nominate a movie that everyone was hating on just because it had Leo Merrill and was about an important subject. I thought we were going to make some money. And you had to put down $20 to win a used car. (laughs) Is how unlikely it was to win. It was like one of Adam McKay's previous films, The Big Short. We were we were trying to short the market, meaning <laughs> meaning millions of people would lose their jobs and we make money like they did in The Big Short. The worst movie would win, <laughs> and we'd we'd make a whole bunch of money. But ultimately, I I figured out it was a terrible decision after. <laughs> After we had lost, even after I placed the bet, I was like, wow, this is a long shot, isn't it? My friend put down 100 bucks, went 10,000. Just to show you the difference in how we gamble. Uh, let's not give Don't Look Up any time. It's already gotten way more time than it deserves. Uh, and it, I, didn't win, it didn't win a goddamn Oscar. It didn't take one I'm color. so happy. I can't Me believe too, it won man. the WGA. That's a stain on the w, on the Writers Guild Award that it won the original screenplay. Screenplay? Screenplay? <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> there are 10-minute segments of succession. That are probably better than the enti- any than the best part of that movie. Jared, can you co-sign that? Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll co-sign that any day of the week. Um, let's talk about the hosts. Um, did we like three hosts? Did we like any of the hosts? Did we prefer no hosts? Ashlyn, I'm going to toss it to you first. God, I don't care. Like, I, I don't like the Oscars. I like. I don't, I don't like the Oscars, and Amy Schumer is annoying kind of at the best of times. So, like, Wanda Sykes I will die for, mm. um, and I will go to my grave saying that. And they were fine. I think that they recovered from 
the you know slap gate as well as they could um this little little spider-man bit and the little king richard bit before that got you know uh <laughs> before the before the king richard bit aged terribly i thought that <laughs> stuff was all really fun um but yeah like it wasn't the most memorable part of the night it, it like how do you pick the most memorable moment of a night that is boring 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 best thing you'll see for 10 years boring 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 like like it was fine i don't care (laughs) Mm, uh, i mean i bet you few do because the ratings are only up 56 percent from the worst oscars ratings in history (laughs) wasn't (laughs) enough to pull people in like you know like the family guy guy (laughs) uh andreas what do you think Honestly, I think at this point, like, the, because of how many presenters they ended up having, you know, the hosts were only there, like, what, three, four times throughout the entire, as Jared said, 10-hour ceremony, <laughs> right? So, like, it feels, whenever it came back to them, I kept being like, oh, that's right, we have hosts this year. Like, <laughs> it became such an afterthought that it kind of, I'd be okay if they got rid of them, or had less presenters and made them actually do more work instead of just one opening monologue that lasts too long. And that's about it. Like that's pretty much the, the whole bit with the three of them dressed up as different people and characters from films just was not necessary. We could have done anything else. We could have done another commercial break or something, (laughs) or just presented an award that they decided to cut time for that still ran longer than last year's ceremony. So any of the other decisions would have been fine, and I'm okay if they want to get rid of them in the future or just pick people who are actually good. And it probably, you know, what would be better if they actually had chemistry together as a whole. Yikes! Yeah, so they did not. They did not mesh, and just they did yeah. fine. Mm. I think it was just Amy on her own by herself. That was the issue. She just separated everybody else it feel it felt like and i wanted to actually i'll I'll get i'll get back to my point in a second on that but just to let you know that's never worked (laughs) when when characters dress up as uh well sorry when the host dress up as characters in a movie i remember i remember when whoopi goldberg dressed up as queen elizabeth to do her monologue oh god i can't even watch it in oscar documentaries now it makes my skin crawl you know Mm. you know what really does work is when they do the montages and they put the host and superimpose them in the nominated movies. That I love. That I love. Do you know what I'm talking about, Jer? I, yes, I it's, do. I did. They do. Did they do it the year that it was like Steve Martin and I think Alec did. Was it Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin hosted together one year? Yeah, they were. By the way, they were. We peaked with those two. They were so goddamn. They were very good. good. Very, they were very good. Very good. Um, so what I'm talking. I think the John Stewart one opened up with um, Billy Crystal and Chris Rock as the Brokeback Mountain Cowboys. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, literally, it was like the tent at Brokeback Mountain, and they like look. They like look through the tent, and you talk, and like, it, okay, the the real king of this is Jimmy Fallon. When he, do, when he does the MTV Movie Awards and he'll do a full five minutes as Anakin versus Obi-Wan and then just be hamming it up. I think there was one where him and Will Ferrell were the the um, the home invaders in Panic Room versus Tony Foster in the Panic Room. See, that to me really, really works. I think we could have really used something like that. Also, Regina Hall, where the hell did you come from? I haven't seen you since your head blew off in Scary Movie 3. <laughs> does that feel like a relevant choice or like is like i really don't want to say this but it kind of feels like the oscars were like we need we need you know we need two black female hosts uh right maybe they maybe maybe they did 
I'm trying to trample. I'm trying to tread lightly here, but it, it's. I know that the Oscars is run by a board of governors of white men, so it just felt like a kind of a forced decision. And they said, name two black women and pull them out of a hat, right? Versus a, a very kind of. I mean, there there are tons of relevant black women and black comedians right now. Tiffany Haddish would have been a better addition, who's actually doing things in show business. Wanda Sykes, aside from a curb rewatch, and not to say that she didn't do a great job. What the hell does she have to do with Hollywood? You know, what does Amy Schumer even have to do with Hollywood? Uh, it was supposed to be Pete Davidson, which I also I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I like that. That would have been messy. That, Jared, Pete Davidson, yay or nay? I mean, I love Pete Davidson's roast comedy, frankly. So but I mean, as we learned last night, maybe <laughs> roasting is the way the Academy wants to go from here on out. Dude, if Will Smith beat Pete Davidson. <laughs> like, well, I like, think the first thing Kanye I... and Will Smith on a song together, that'd be great. The first thing I said to Ashling, like once I had kind of come down from the shock of of Slapgate was I was like, Ashling, God saved you from the crash just so he could whoop Chris Rock's ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, that's good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. What's the crash? What's the crash? Wild Wild West? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, it was Wild Wild Wild. Hollywood saved Will Smith from Wild Wild West. <laughs> I, I want to play best and go. I want to play best and worst. And uh, let's, I, I, I'm I'm really working off the top of my head here. But best presenter. Uh, any takers? <laughs> Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> We'll do a special episode for you down the road. I've seen all your specials. Is Chris Rock really your choice? Honestly? No. No, of course not. What about that terrible um, Godfather reu- reunion? Oh, that set, sucked. Set to can't tell I'm, me nothing as if we have to modernize it. They threw in, they, 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 what was it? I think they had NY State of Mind. It was New York State of Mind and Can't Tell Me. Yeah, it was a very bad, very bad boy. And they had Puff Daddy come out and, and introduce it. Can't the Godfather just be the Godfather? <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, like, just play the classic score. Um, I'm going to give it to Kevin Costner for just, like, feeling like the cameras are still on for Yellowstone. <laughs> and, like, just, I, like, you know, doing some method acting. I'm pretty sure and he said like making me think he saw a porno. For- yeah, is that? I, I, he was like, when I was 14, I saw my first adult movie. I think he meant movie meant for adult audiences. I don't think he was like Travis Bickle, like with the fingers <laughs> over his eyes and hitting on the Coca Cola lady. Then they only have royal crown. <laughs> like I, I don't. I like. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I think he, I, I think he because he, he ended up clarifying it 45 seconds. The problem was like he was like really sitting on every word so it took us a while to realize he wasn't talking about porn <laughs> like I, he's like am yeah, i at the right but, show is this the x-biz awards is this the avn <laughs> is this the pornhub awards <laughs> yeah is this the pornhub awards uh ashlyn you got anything i know that you're not the biggest proponent of the oscars i'm gonna ask you worst <laughs> worst presenter 
Oh, oh, I actually had an answer for best. Okay. Go for it. Sorry. Go for it, please. No, it's okay. I can do both. Um, For best, I really enjoyed the little Juno reunion we got. Ooh, Juno is nice. one of my all-time favorite movies. It's a great movie. Um, But I, like between that and the Liza Minnelli moment, that, those were two of the things where I was like, okay, this is really showing how movies bring people together. I think it's great image for the Oscars while also being at least a little genuine. Like, that's super cool. Um, Like, for me, I tend to watch the Oscars... Um. So my grandfather was a voting member of the Academy. The Oscars were his entire fucking life. He was Absolutely. a publicist. He, thank you. Thank you. Um, he lived for this shit. So now kind of as an adult, I watch the Oscars and I'm like, what would Mike think? Like, what would he have appreciated? And he would have appreciated the Liza Minnelli situation. Um, that's at worst. I'm going to go with like the Pulp Fiction situation. Um, that was kind of like a little, little out of nowhere and didn't do much for me, but Maybe it did for someone else. I don't know. I didn't mind it. I thought it was cute. It was like corny as shit, but it was cute. But I just thought of my worst if you want it. Yeah. Uh, my worst is bringing Al Pacino, Michael Corleone himself, for a Godfather reunion, and you don't let him say a goddamn word? Are you kidding me? Like, what are you doing? Uh, I, I thought that was absurd. I thought it was absurd. It was kind of cool that they had Francis and De Niro and... Pacino, but like you couldn't even let Pacino talk. I, I, Andres, I'm gonna get to you. I just really have to get this in. <laughs> what is De Niro doing at a fucking Godfather One reunion? He's not. He's not in the Godfather One, and it just felt like they were like, That's who the biggest? Point. Who the biggest stars in this saga? Do we have Eli Wallach, Robert Duvall? <laughs> Are they still around? <laughs> is 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 what's his name? Uh, Andy Garcia still kicking it? No, I think we need De Niro to get some eyes on this. The the, the photo going around of all of them. Including James Caan, um, uh, who plays who plays Adrian and Rocky. Who am I talking about? Uh, uh, Talia Shire. Talia Shire. Thank you so much. Oh my god, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, Di- Di- Diane Keaton, um, Francis Ford Coppola. That's a picture, and that's what I was promised when they said Godfather reunion. I expected to see everybody up there to a rounding round of standing uh, uh, to round of standing applause, and uh, instead you got Francis Ford Coppola. I- admittedly, though, Arian. I just said I just called you Arian. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, um, Aaron. Admittedly, we were celebrating what the twenty eighth anniversary of Pulp Fiction winning best screenplay. Like, what the fuck was that? I, I just. I think we. I think if there's anything we learned from the ceremony is we had to expect the unexpected if we wanted to get out alive. So it, it's it's just more argument. This is an argument made for the fact that they should have included the technicals that we had a 28 anniversary year anniversary of Pulp Fiction, a 31st anniversary of White Men Can't Jump, <laughs> a, a movie that attached that the 31st. It's definitely what wasn't around here. Choices. It's just and 60 years of James Bond. Even though we celebrated this in 2013, is it just that Amazon has bought MGM and now we have to water down all the James Bond movies again? <laughs> like how many years are we going to be celebrating James Bond? Uh, Andreas, sorry to get so long to you, my friend. Uh, what's uh, what was your favorite uh, and your least favorite of the presenters? I, I want to say Costner was my favorite. I, I really, even though I think his speech ran a, a little long because of how he decided to take his pauses and everything, but uh, at least like the sentiment felt more real mm. than any of the other presenters. Yeah, that it I was heard. heartfelt. Yeah, and it, I think it was because of him talking about. 
uh, or presenting for directors and him sort of also talking about overseeing everything and including all of those technical awards that weren't really included, that it felt like a proper ending speech to the whole thing. And it was one of the better moments post slap that felt genuine, that felt like it was like, okay, now we can actually kind of enjoy the show at its even bare minimum again, as just to watch, right? But at this, um, the Pulp Fiction one didn't do much. It got me like a little chuckle. And then the fact that it was like, oh, what's inside the briefcase? It's the envelope. <laughs> like, it was like, I don't care. They ruined, I was like, the, lore. I don't... They ruined the lore. <laughs> I was like, I wish you didn't even, I, I'd much rather they just came out without the briefcase at all. <laughs> It, it was not necessary. It was just a stupid prop for no purpose. I'm going to go the rest of my life thinking that the content of the, the briefcase is uh, <laughs> Michael Jackson's other glove. But that's just you I, know, my favorite theory. Val Kilmer's gold suit as Elvis in True Romance would have been mine. That's good, too. They love that. I, and just Kevin on Kevin Costner. He's still riding high from beating Scorsese for Goodfellas, you know? I feel like every time Andrew's he's like, ah, my legacy. <laughs> I did something. Atrocious. Yeah, it still, it still hurts. It still hurts. Um, okay, best and worst musical performance. <laughs> okay, can I say weirdest choice? Yeah. I love Megan Thee Stallion. I really do. <laughs> What was with getting rid of the tr- like the TikTok famous movement mm-hmm. of we don't talk about Bruno and replacing it with this random Megan Thee Stallion verse? Like it was cool, but like it was just such an odd choice of arrangement. I beg to differ. I hated that. I, I, and she's rapping about Zendaya and the hosts. I think there was a line about like the hosts really funny, yeah, <laughs> or, or something like that. <laughs> I, 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 I think Megan The Stallion is awesome. I think she's very cool. I think she can be very vicious, and I love that in an MC. But I've never heard a Megan The Stallion feature that I enjoyed. But Megan The Stallion, <laughs> when she jumps on Maroon Five. She can't really adapt. I feel like it's she just does the exact same style every time. So we need to select the Megan The Stallion verses for songs that really work for her. Versus Cardi B, uh, I completely different opinion. I think I think that she's extremely adaptable. I think that when she jumps on a song with uh, with Bruno Mars or anybody for that matter, she makes it work. She knows what to do. Saying that, last night completely justified my opinion. That felt like it came. I like do you Megan The Stallion rapping on a latin disney song you know what i mean and just rapping like she normally would creating creating lyrics i feel like the morning of and she's like all right i need to talk about zendaya because she's going to be sitting right here <laughs> you know? like how does that like is it, and did you guys like megan the stallion and we don't talk about bruno at all no no <laughs> well what did you like i thought i thought i was coming with a hot take did you like did you guys like beyonce yeah Yes, Fine, I guess. What about the decision yeah. to not have Beyonce in the uh, in the venue to maybe liven up the first act? They had her uh, broadcasted from Compton in a tennis court. Do we like that? Did you think that it was a, a much needed change of scenery, or would you rather have had Beyonce with all the uh, with the whole red carpet crew in there? 
Do we think that had Beyonce been there, she might have pacified the Will Smith situation as a sort of Jesus figure, perhaps? Like, I I don't know. The performance itself is fine. I'm just like, her presence there, I think, would have been more enjoyable for perhaps the fashion and the ceremony and maybe her reactions to things. But like, the performance without spectacle, a lot of lime green, very, you know, 2019 Billie Eilish. Cool. <laughs> Let's use Billie Eilish's hair as the aesthetic template for you know the entire performance. Okay, well then, what worked? Did you like, did, or was it just five shitty musical performances? Did you find Billie Eilish interesting? Reba McIntyre. I thought Billie Eilish was wonderful. Honestly, she, she never phones it in, does she? No. Um, yeah, she was probably my. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Ashling. Uh, yeah, Billie was probably my personal favorite, but even that didn't like blow me away. Uh, you thought Billie Eilish did a good job? I did. And you, I, I take it you did too, Ashling. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I mean, she and her brother are never going to suck, you know? Like, they're on tour right now. I mean, they were in Vancouver, like, what, two, three nights ago? So then to be at the Oscars doing a completely different thing, you know, full orchestras while, like, there's always so much care in what they're doing on stage. And even if that's not your cup of tea musically, you can't fault them for what they do i was impressed what about uh zach snyder's <laughs> justice league <laughs> and the flash enter what is it entering the speed zone entering the speed the speedy the speed verse force. uh it, the speed force thank you uh as the number one greatest what is it fan cheer cheer moment and it's like not even of that year it's the the list started off with number five leo dodging bullets i'm like we were so confused like, did, like, did I was like, did that happen in the new Matrix? Like, Neo dodges the bullets. He goes, oh, no, they're doing all time. Then uh, Jennifer Hudson for Dreamgirls. I'm like, how much are we going to milk this goddamn Dreamgirls movie? She already got the supporting actress. Number one is Barry Allen and the Speed Force. <laughs> and that just, and it's, those, were, those were Twitter voted. You had to hashtag fan cheer moment and sweepstakes. Is that just proof that the Russian bots are still out there and they're still pushing and they just want to just ruin American culture? Because how the hell did that make number one? Anybody see that movie? Anybody has any takes? Oh, I love Zack Snyder's Justice League. I think it's awesome. But what I think it's proof of is just the devotion of the Snyder, the Snyder cult. That's what it's that's what it's proof of. Explain. Uh, I think I'm not part of the clan. <laughs> so, so I don't. I don't like, know. If I, I, can. I, have no, I have no idea. I just don't he know just what you're talking de- about. He the, has a very they, devoted Twitter following. Oh, and do you think they just voted out numbers? Well, okay, so the other thing is that every single time anything was going on on Twitter over the past, like I don't know, fucking four years or so since um, whenever the actual original, the first Justice League came out, um, hashtag release the Snyder cut always. <laughs> Anywhere, everywhere you looked, whether it was DC related, Marvel related, any stupid news article that came out of the day, it was always release the Snyder Cut. And because of that, it propelled uh, Warner Brothers and pushed him to make something that wasn't really done. So they spent a bunch of money to go and do a bunch of reshoots, even though he said it was all done and completed, but it wasn't. And the movie came out. I, I don't I don't love Zack Snyder's Snyder Cut. Uh, but I think it's better than the Whedon version by a lot, but I still don't love it. But to 
that's just proof of how annoyingly devoted they his fan base can be because it took away from way better. I mean, not that the cheer moment actually really matters, but it's still it felt like a weird letdown. It was like, oh, okay, this is just a bunch of fans who just doubled in on it like crazy. Not it got low claps. I'll tell you that much. I, I remember. I just, I just remember seeing it last night, and people just being kind of like, <laughs> just like, uh, what? Not the Death Star. Not the Dark Knight truck flipping. Barry Allen entering the the speed circuit. Well, then, if we're also talking about like the fan favorite movie of the year, um, going to Army of the Oh Cinderella. Cinder- oh, Army Cinderella of the Dead, was second, right, right. which <laughs> makes me laugh. But I felt I remember all of Twitter go- knowing that Cinderella had a fighting chance for first, <laughs> and when it came second, I leaned forward in my seat because I thought that Malignant was going to take first because <laughs> the horror community was going crazy and voting for it like crazy, and then it went to Army of the Dead, a movie that I cannot stand. And I got angry. <laughs> I wanted to walk away. Jesus, uh, I feel like, I, like, don't you have to? So, and your your dad, your uncle, your sorry, your grandpa was in the Ampas, right, Ashlyn? Uh, don't you have to be in that creative field to be able to make your votes matter in that given category? Like, that's why regular Joe Schmo doesn't vote for the Oscars like they do fucking American Idol or The Voice. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's a bit of a mess. Let's well, just see. They uh, did vote for Green Book as best picture. Let's who did the, the what is it? Ampa? Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. the Academy. I was like, I was like another fan <laughs> moment that I fell no, asleep. No. <laughs> what did Green Book get? No. <laughs> okay, guys, let's take a quick All break right. here. We're back. We're back, and we're talking about Slapgate to finish off the show. Actually, uh, I actually pumped out an op-ed today. Please go visit smackmedia.ca and go read my piece uh, called Aliyah Kazan Was Too Old to Punch Chris Rock in 1999. Uh, It was great, by the way. (laughs) Did you read it? I did. Oh, my God. Thank you, Andreas. It's so nice of you. And that's not to say that it's a favor to me to go read this stuff. I hope anybody can enjoy this and there were takes of this. But I'm going to read just sort of my recap because I don't. I want to kill two birds with one stone here. Uh, for anybody, I'm guessing you all saw the video if you have the internet or don't live in North Korea or Russia right now. But <laughs> if you if you want a recap, if you want a recap, either way, they're calling it the slap around heard around the world at around 7:30 Pacific last night while presenting the award for best documentary. The iconically no holds barred comedian and Academy mainstay Chris Rock made an ad lib joke about Jada Pinkett's shaved head to a somewhat divisive response, an eye roll from Jada herself, a blurt of laughter from her husband, and a mix of modest laughs and groans from the crowd. Then, in a shockingly out-of-character action from Smith, who had made all the right moves giving poignant acceptance speeches at every Guild and Critics Award this season, and who had produced his way to a shoo-in acting Oscar for a film about familial support, Barged onto the stage head-on like his number had been called at the DMV, and depending on your outlook <laughs> coverage, sucker slapped slash bitch bitch slapped slash punched Chris Rock in the face. It was a G.I. Jane joke. He then returned to his front row seat and twice yelled an obscene threat at Rock. 
keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. The audience was shocked into silence almost immediately. Rock did his best to respond and proceed to present the award for best documentary, but made a few blunders. The rest of the night was a write-off. Save for Smith's tear-filled acceptance speech, which contained an apology, though notably not directed at Rock, Big statue moments were practically forgotten as people texted friends, scrolled through feeds, and created memes. Casualties included Jessica Chastain, who won her on her third nomination, Jane Campion, who became the third woman to win a Best Director Award, Coda, which won the award for Best Picture off of three nominations, a feat that hasn't been achieved in nearly 100 years, and Questlove, who was put in a terrible situation of accepting his award immediately after the altercation. Questlove. <laughs> Poor Questlove. I know, Questlove, who has been working his ass off to unearth 50, 60-year-old footage of Sly and the Family Stone, and who is in tears trying to uh, thank his father, who is no longer with us, and his mother who is crying in the crowd. No, I, I love the roots. I love Questlove. Could not pay attention. Could not pay attention. I was still like recent, recipro- uh, reciprocating off the high that I got from witnessing one of the craziest award show moments of all time. Can we go in a circle right now and talk about like raw reactions? You guys were watching the Oscars together at Andreas's house. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. What did you guys do? What did we, we do, Andreas? Believe it. Uh, we started screaming. We weren't sure. We were freaking out. Most of us were scrolling through Twitter going, oh my God, what the hell? Was this real? What was he saying? We started finding all the now infamous uh, like Australian versions of where it wasn't bleeped out. Um, we had no idea. You mentioned stuff that Questlove was saying during his speech that I had no idea he said. <laughs> because like, like, you, like you said, I had... I was like, I felt bad for Questlove, but I couldn't even begin to try and pay attention because my mind was everywhere else going, how the hell did we just witness that on live television in such a place and not see Will Smith immediately just be like carted away? (laughs) (laughs) Right. And it's just, it's, it, it, it was a mess. It was unfortunate. I do feel the worst for Questlove being almost forgotten as an afterthought because of it but it it's insane that it happened jared yes let's before we get into like (laughs) before we get into like should he have slapped them should he not have slapped them was there an argument made for this can we play the devil's advocate we will do that but right now what was your first reaction to seeing that happen live my raw reaction was, what the fuck, Will Smith? Uh, and I, I, as anyone at Andreas's party can attest to, I was, I was pretty vocal about that for the remainder of the show. Uh, it, I, it, it, was half, it was half shock, which frankly still hasn't quite worn off. Uh, and it was just half anger at this flagrant display of toxic masculinity uh just playing out before us and then will smith got an award and i got even angrier uh as i've learned more about the situation i believe my opinion on it has become a bit more nuanced but yeah it was a lot of shock and uh a lot of frustration you know who's next ashlyn I mean, it really was an instance of smack media, wasn't it? 
Escobar, <laughs> you should have waited for that. That should have been the closer and just like roll credit. Yeah, drop the mic. And I was really, I was sitting on that one for like a good five minutes. I was like, oh man, my turn's coming up. Let's get that one out. You've been sitting on that one since the Uber ride home last night. <laughs> Lol. Listen, if you know what you're going to say ahead of time and you know it's good, you hold on to that as long as you can. Yeah, yeah no, like, like, um, I, Unfortunately, uh, both Jared and Andreas can confirm that I definitely spent Andreas's Oscars party testing out material for this podcast. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, I mean, I don't think I've ever so violently scrolled through Twitter. Um, like even like when the Toronto theater community gets up in arms about something, that's kind of when I start to pay attention. And people were making such esoteric jokes about the Will Smith situation that related to Toronto theater. I was like, not only is this the craziest shit that's happened, but it's now entered my very niche part of the world. And this is just my life now. Was there was there a reason? You think there was a reason he slapped him that could have been warranted, perhaps? I do. Um, and it's it it it's at the Oscar party, actually, Andreas. Uh you're uh your partner at the underscene, uh, Ariane. Yeah, Ariane. Uh, she had actually, or I'm, I'm sorry, they. Yeah, she. Yeah. They they go by she they, so either is okay. Okay. Well, but. they they had mentioned to me, uh, or they had mentioned to the party that Jada Pinkett Smith had alopecia, but honestly, I was in so much shock that I wasn't even able to register that I didn't know what alopecia was. So uh, it 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 just. Uh, it didn't connect with me, but as you know, the aftermath settled and I realized that Jada Pinkett Smith has been suffering with this autoimmune disease. There is a part of me that says, you know, Chris Rock was punching down with that joke. It wasn't, it was in poor taste. Uh, people can say that Chris Rock didn't know that Jada Pinkett Smith had alopecia and that might be true. Um, and it is not for me to speak on a black woman's relationship with their hair, but apparently Chris Rock is aware of that relationship because it has been constantly cited that Chris Rock actually did a whole documentary about it in 2009 called Good Hair. Wow. So he knew exactly the kind of reaction that that joke would evoke. And Jada reacted to it so professionally. She just rolled her eyes and was like, all right, here we go. But someone was going to make a joke. And uh, I don't really love how people are trying to villainize Jada in this situation because she literally is the only person who did nothing wrong. Uh, I can understand why Will Smith had an angry reaction. Do I think he should have gone on stage and slapped him? Probably not. That's probably an overreaction. Um, but I accept that the situation is a bit more nuanced. And I also accept that maybe, you know, people probably disagree with the fact that's nuanced. Maybe some people feel that it's like, hey, no, there's no way. That shouldn't have happened. And I'm not inclined to disagree with it. But it's complex, in my opinion. You shouldn't hit people. <laughs> Like, I, I, I'm not in not not that situation. Listen, I'm not 
going to say that violence is never the answer. There are situations where people are pushed to violence. This isn't one of those situations. No, it certainly I, wasn't. Like, when, it, when it turns an award show where you have to get up from your seat at a weird table and then go up a bunch of steps and then walk across the stage mm-hmm. and then smack a host in front of millions of people watching yeah. live, no. There should have been at some point where you should have gone shit, hey, maybe, maybe I should stop. Like even, I, I think we sort of made a joke about it, but if he had said the same things after after slapping him, saying, like, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth, like, if he had yelled that from his seat and still been the same level of angry, then it could have been, like, still, still the same protective that he was trying to go for, still kind of awkward, funny, but it would have been a way easier barrier for the rest of the show to sort of continue on. And right. totally justified if it was just the if it was just the yell. I think. Yeah, exactly. Chris Rock could have easily been like, "You're right. I'm sorry." Like, poor joke, whatever, and then move on with the rest instead of you know totally absolutely that, like thing in the head essentially and just being like, "Okay, now we just wait for it all to finish." Mm-hmm. But it was just it, it it was a mess and it it sucks and it's weird that it's been like. It took over everything. I don't know anyone who's not talking about it or hasn't talked about it. And it's become like this weird political allegory in some cases. Like there are people all over Twitter that are using it as an allegory for what's going on between Russia and the Ukraine. It's like, what? What are what is going on? Howard yeah, Stern compared Will Smith to Trump on his show today. Who? Howard Stern compared Will Smith to Trump on his show today. Well, that's a reach. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I I honestly think that the best thing Will Smith could have done if cooler heads prevailed and Will Smith was acting like the class act that we've known for 30 fucking years, he would have taken how many ever deep breaths he needed to said, you know what? I've been waiting for this Best Actor Award my entire life. I'm the shoe-in to get it. I'm the betting favorite. I've won every Guild Award. I'm going to enter the stage. I want to talk to my publicist during the commercial break and come up with some really spitfire jokes to throw to hurl back at Chris Rock, get the audience back on my side, ask for an apology, and say how much I love my wife. Instead, he spent most of his speech excusing his behavior for trying yeah. to explain it. His His tears were not from happiness which they should have been he deserved that oscar and he's been a huge part of of hollywood and our lives and movies and big box office and intimate dramas as well his tears were out of exhaustion because he is not the figure of respect that he was once when you were kids i was a kid i was a teenager he went 10 to 12 years without making a good movie and people that's hard for man who meant 10 to 12 years without making a bad movie he kind of got unfairly laughed at for him and his wife trying to work their way towards having the relationship that they do have. Clearly, they love each other. His son is kind of an idiot and also also faces quite a bit of you know adverse reactions from the public. So I feel like he wasn't just slapping Chris Rock. He was that was that had been cooking. You know that they've been throwing gas on the Will Smith f- flames for many, many years, and Chris Rock just got the brunt of it. Does anybody agree with me on that? Well, to carry on from that point, and I'm just going to be short because I've been talking a lot, but with that context, 
it becomes a little disingenuous when he comes up on the microphone and says, well, he starts talking about how he's a vessel of God for one, but that was a little weird. But when he starts masking it as just, this was something that he did solely for his family. It's like, bro, there might be a little bit more going on there. I mean, did we all see his notes app apology today as well? That's like so clearly written by not even one publicist, but like a team of publicists. I'm so so sorry to steal that. I don't know. Like, it, it was just in case because I wasn't sure if other people had seen it either. But it, yeah. this is like maybe a couple hours before we recorded this. I mean, it's the least genuine thing in the entire world. Um, it is a, only a step up from his I am a vessel of God who was told by the Lord himself to bitch slap Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's so much to unpack in the statement that he put on Instagram, and it's more than I, as a mere earthly being, can do. But, like, whoever his publicist is, whoever his manager is, whoever is in charge of that man for the foreseeable future, I hope you get a raise or, like, a really nice Christmas bonus. Because you you earned it this weekend. You did. Please come on the show again. I really hope that my, <laughs> I really hope that my like interjections isn't going to be like, yeah, fuck this show because you're all. <laughs> and I was, I'm not even going to read the thing and give it enough time on our show, which only has so much. But I will say that I've been on the returning end of a punch for making for making a shit talking comment before, and it's not fun. <laughs> and mm-hmm. not only and like it's not about it hurting or not. It's fucking embarrassing. It's really embarrassing to be in a venue or a public place or in the streets and you say something, maybe a joke that was a little off-colored or something that you shouldn't have said. And someone who is 6'3 and very big and who's played Muhammad Ali, not in my situation, (laughs) literally goes up to you and just socks you in the face and walks away and then go high-fives their friends. It's fucking embarrassing. And I can only imagine Chris Rock's embarrassment in front of literally an audience of 4 billion people. He's now, it's now completely bruised his ego. He got punched on international TV for making a joke that on Chris Rock standards really is not that bad. And Dave Chappelle standards is not bad at all. <laughs> I, I, I wonder what happens in the next Comedy Central roast when somebody on the dais steps up and punches Jeff Ross in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I... It, it was a pretty bad joke. I, 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 I am going to be honest. Like, I don't, and once again, I'm not, I'm not apologizing for Will Smith by any stretch of the imagination. But, like, I, I don't necessarily think, I think Will Smith should be totally held accountable. Um, what he did was wrong. But I also think maybe Chris Rock should be held accountable for the fact that that joke fucking sucked. Um, but that's just my two cents on it. Yeah, I mean, it's is. I, I wonder if the question here is 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 how bad the joke was, or if anybody should ever react to a verbal a verbal uh, slight with a physical one. To, yeah, to, I don't really think we should be like smacking comedians. Like that's kind of not or anybody or anybody <laughs> or anybody. Frankly, like if there was a rap battle and someone <laughs> a line that was like kind of personal, should you just punch somebody in the face? I, I I'm afraid. Imagine that- if that's how Eight Mile ended. Like, <laughs> rabbit never said a word. They're just like, oh, sorry, buddy. I went to 3132. My name's Clarence, and nobody knew that. 
mean, I do think that an interesting angle to this as well, like what was going on backstage and what were the Oscars organizers doing as well? Like, I, I will be curious to see more of those accounts and and stories come out over the next couple of weeks because i think the conversation of why wasn't will smith immediately removed from the venue i think that's a pretty big one because i'm gonna be honest if anyone else had pulled that shit that wasn't the presumptive best actor winner i i don't think that he would have been allowed to not only stay but stay in like front fucking vip territory Mm -hmm. um like they really continue to treat him like a vip and like someone Mm -hmm. that needs to be like coddled a little which you don't get to be coddled when you assault someone on international television even if your reasons are motivated i'm not saying they're not but there were a lot of the lack of interference from any officers organizers was actually pretty telling super i couldn't agree more yeah uh, I'll tell you something that happened. I don't know if you guys were watching the Academy Awards in 2002 when Michael Moore won Best Documentary for Bowling for Columbine, an absolute deserved win. He went on the stage and said, we, we love movies because we love fiction. We are in a war for fictitious reasons from a fictitious president who won on fictitious voting uh, voting state, status or something like that. And then he went on, mm-hmm. shame on you, Mr. Bush. Shame on you. And anytime you have the Pope and the Dixie Chicks against you, it's on. you're on your way out. And they were playing him off and stuff like that. He went backstage, and the, the first production assistant who saw him whacked him on the head with a piece of paper, I think, and said, asshole. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just how, sort of how things have changed versus Will Smith's is, is box office. They're like, oh, we need yeah. him here. And this is – people. the producers know that everyone's on their phones right now. I mean, like, tune into the Oscars. And it pretty much got the show some numbers. The other side to this I want to talk about, and this is now removing ourselves away from the ethics of it, is the show. Uh, Puff Daddy is the one to clean up the mess <laughs> immediately after. We don't see a host for 17 minutes. Uh, after that, that that is the host's job to sort of diffuse and you know deflate the room a little bit to calm everybody down so that we can now focus on the award winners because I really couldn't. I missed the Jane Campion speech because I was too busy sourcing memes. <laughs> Aaron, I'm going to be honest. I appreciate that you think that Amy Schumer is the person who can mitigate any sort of crisis. Um, (laughs) Like she was hired for the gig for a lot of reasons. Her ability to diffuse an extremely complicated, like (laughs) racialized and sexualized issue that's just happened. It wasn't in her contract. It wasn't in the writer. Like, you know, the hosts were noticeably absent, but that's also a pretty big case of not my circus, not my monkeys. Mm. Well, and also her way of diffusing it was by hitting on Jesse Plemons, <laughs> which was like, okay. Uh, here's a joke from Jimmy Kimmel who said that if he was, he said that today he said on Bill Simmons podcast that if I, he goes, if I was hosting, I'd want to be on the stage right away. I would talk to a producer and say, make sure I get on that stage and get me two writers or whatever. So we can figure out what to say. So we, cause I'm supposed to be emceeing this event. Jimmy Kimmel's joke. He said that he would say was, <laughs> And I'll be the one to laugh at this if nobody else wants to, because I think it's a very good joke. He went, now, can someone please explain to the cast of CODA what just happened? I think they need an explanation. (gasps) Oh, my God. (laughs) Thanks, Andres. Yeah. It's it's bad, but it's good. It's a good joke. A great joke, even. Yeah. And to be fair, well, I was going to say that I think – 
at the end of like at the end after the show was done after everything was over and we were like sort of saying bye one of the the friends that were came over had never seen any oscars before it was uh, his first time yeah michael was watching it for the first time and he sort of like asked like is it always this eventful and we're like <laughs> god no like i feel that the last big probably eventful thing like this would have been like the moonlight fiasco absolutely right? as much as i can remember i don't think anything else sort of stands out being the talk of twitter or everything the day after or <laughs> and, and such but and even then i i remember both that year and the following year when they tried to fix it and make sure that everything was fine like kimmel was there for both of it trying and put himself in the middle trying to like be like what happened what actually is going on so i'm not surprised that kimmel went on record today saying like i wish i was there because this is i would have been on stage within the next five minutes mm-hmm. and i so i agree that it, there should have been someone better like i think diddy did a good enough job at trying to defuse the situation obviously there's only so much you can do and i think the host should have done something more like the fact that it was never even really brought up again for the rest of the night as far as I can remember, was also a problem. It was just like, oh, we're forget, we're, we're just gonna sweep this under the rug. Yeah, there was someone on Twitter that I saw today who said that they were uh, a bartender for the actual ceremony, and they said after the slap, nobody came up for more drinks. Ugh. That was it. They're wow. like, it, it, it was just it, it killed everything, right? So that's wow. sort of, um, I, I feel like someone should have addressed it to some degree. A hundred percent. Here's my question. Kanye West interrupting Taylor Swift. <laughs> Miley Cyrus's twerking incident. And the, <laughs> and the moonlight debacle. Does this trump all of them now or is this behind one? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'll be the one to say time will tell. Um, I know that um, anyone listening cannot see video right now, but as a something of a Swifty, um, <laughs> I that incident has really lingered in the public discourse in a way we won't know if this will I like probably it will but at the same time like I mean Obama was on commenting on what went down at the VMAs like the next day and that that was late night fodder for a couple of years so we'll see if this sticks around I think this is a slightly less clear like right and wrong situation like, I think everyone was kind of on the same page that Kanye was being a jackass. There was no reason for him to go up and do that. Taylor Swift genuinely did nothing wrong. Whereas here, it's like, yeah, Chris Rock made a pretty insensitive joke. And Will Smith was absolutely defending his wife. There's no, like, clear right versus wrong in this situation. It's just a shitty and very, like, memeable and clickbaity thing that happened to happen. Well said. Uh- Thank you. Anybody else on <laughs> on Slapgate? Does anybody have anything to add before we? The, the the only thing I'll say is I find it very similar to the Kanye Taylor Swift incident because it is once again the that kind of event where you watched it and you knew instantly you were going to be talking about this for the rest of your life. It's it's that same <laughs> the kind of kind of an instant classic cultural moment, if you will. Should we take away his Oscar? That's the next thing that I wanted to ask because Variety was reporting that it goes strictly against the code of conduct that was instilled post Me Too in 2017 that we don't, we have no tolerance policy for an assault. 
are we taking away Will Smith's Oscar? They said they're not going. Yeah. So oh, really? Sure, yeah. I missed that. I missed that. They, yeah. I mean, they were. Like, Academy has pretty much gone on to say, like, he's possibly being removed from the Academy. That That's I think is fair. Sure. Yeah. But they're not going to take away his Oscar, but he's no longer a part of it. You yeah. think he should be banned? So you think that he might should be should, he sh- might be banned from you know suspended for the next two three ceremonies perhaps? That's a fair. That's, that's a fair. bare minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Um. One last thing. Do, 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 do. I had one more. Oh, what do you think of uh, his buddies consoling him uh, during during the commercial break? <laughs> <laughs> When Denzel Washington, uh, by proxy, gave me like the best life advice I've had, and and thus like <laughs> devalued any therapy I've ever received, yeah, like thanks, Den, you're a homie. <laughs> no, it was great. When you're at your high, that's when the devil comes for you. And Chris Rock is not the devil. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's what I got. I was like, Chris Rock's the devil now. <laughs> I'd like to see that impression though. I'd really like Chris Rock. To, did you see that Chris Rock apparently announced a, a world tour today? It was already it had already been announced. Uh, it had already been announced. Four, okay, five weeks ago. Yeah, he's playing Scotia soon. I wonder how much of his hour, his ninety, his tight ninety, is going to be on this. Well, I just he's okay. Got, so we've got, seen he's doing adding to that, uh, like his jokes immediately. Yeah. He wrote. He left the the, the <laughs> arena yesterday and was like, no, no, writing everything down right now. Well, you see that. You see that. That one moment where where he kind of it looks like he balls a fist and then he stops and I think <laughs> if I had to guess <laughs> in his mind he goes you know what he just gave me thirty minutes of content right there honestly I should be thanking him I, I this this is this is my my next special is written for me yeah no like uh, Jared and I were talking about this today it's really body language one hundred and one like immediately after he's hit he like puffs himself up and like it's quick it doesn't last a while but you you can see the gears turning in his brain like oh that like it's about to go down um and then he doesn't and you know what i have, have not had any real interest in chris rock before yesterday i i will watch his stand up if he goes on tour and comes to toronto fucking see you there like sure well, we should all go. He's coming. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's coming. I, I, you know what? He, and we can end it off with this. If unless anybody has something to say after me, uh, I'm really glad he didn't hit him back. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think quite impressive, actually. Well, he's a lot. It, that's just not in his nature. Chris Rock apparently is fairly shy in person, despite being very loud on stage. He's much smaller than De- than Will Smith. He could have gotten his ass kicked. But I think if he fought back, they're both getting thrown out. The security is now mm-hmm. involved. We don't really, and people are now really not talking about Coda and not talking about Power of the Dog and talking about Jessica Chastain. Definitely talking about Will Smith, though. If he's there, he's I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if like the entire ceremony is just like, and it's done. Have yeah, a good night. <laughs> we'll tweet the rest. We, we, yeah, we did eight before the show. We'll do the rest right now. <laughs> it's just going to be like, okay, everyone, one after another, just open. Don't. <laughs> Don't re- don't do any speeches. You guys got the back room afterwards for the press people. That's it. The, the, the rest is a Zoom call. Like this, all just moves to email. Yeah. Slack channel. <laughs> we'll try again next week. Does anybody have anything else to add on the Oscars in general? 
How do they follow this up? <laughs> Retire them, man. We didn't have a golden a wrestling match, years. maybe? Uh, get Chris Rock to host next year. That Fucking wish. They, yes. they, they owe him one. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want a, I want a Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle double bill just to end all Oscars. It's over. No, that's scary. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. It's gonna end. That's not, it's like the world's about to end. Let's. <laughs> that's got to be like a horseman, like Will. Uh, no, uh, Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock doing a special together has got to be like one of the horsemen of the apocalypse. One of the two horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, like seriously, my vote's Bo Burnham. I, I, I would have loved to see yeah. a, a Bo yeah. Burnham yeah, host it a Bo. with tons of musical numbers and pandemic humor. I thought that would have really worked. But let's not let this go on another tangent. I just wanted to say thanks so much, guys, for being here. Ashlyn, thank you so much. Andreas, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate your takes. Uh, you can find us at smackmedia.ca. Hey, like and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. And I hope you guys enjoy the Oscars next year. Uh, sand <laughs> slap. Sand slap plus eight categories and uh, go see West Side Story. Go see Nightmare Alley because you should trust this guy's opinion. They watch a lot of movies and they know what's up. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Of course. Yeah.